Welcome to our Saturday simulcast. Thank you to the Purdue Union Club Hotel uh, and the Boiler Up Bar and Vicki Wicks and the whole group there. I, I had to go through the mention before we even mentioned the score, of course, on the heels of the Boilermakers 41 to 7 defeat at the hands of Ohio State. Uh, and uh, I don't know, there's not a lot as we were talking off air, not a lot of talking points about this one. But, uh, Tom, I guess I'll start with you on uh, any post-game reaction, anything that you saw in the in, the, in post-game that uh, gives you mm -hmm. something to hit on as, as Purdue moves forward. Well, it's over, Alan. <laughs> there you go. That's right. In the rearview mirror, and they got a week off, obviously, to the bye next week. The bye comes, obviously, at a good time for Purdue, and you consider how banged up they are. And, you know, a team that just needs to sort of convalesce, Again, health-wise, and just maybe mentally, too, right? Yeah. Long march to training camp all of August and seven games in a row. And this obviously was a culmination of all that. And, you know, the Purdue's most challenging opponent to date, obviously, the number three Buckeyes. And they looked every bit the role in the part of a number three team today, right? I think we all can agree with that. Purdue has a season low, 257 yards offense, allows a season high, 497 yards, guys, and – you know, right right from the jump, as they say, this this thing got off the rails with a, with a nice drive to open for Purdue, right? And they missed. I know it was a 48-yard field goal, but they missed it. And then on we go. The Buckeyes uh, really couldn't be stopped, to be honest with you. It should have been 28 to nothing at halftime. Uphill battle all day, guys. And, um, you know, uh, for Purdue, like I said, the best thing is is – is uh, they get this week off. And, you know, Ron Walters did, too, talk about just this gives you a sense of, of how much room they have to make up as far as trying to catch up and be on the same dais as a program like Ohio State. So um, nobody's surprised Purdue lost. Um, but, again, uh, it just reminds everybody of the work that, that still has to be done in West Lafayette. Yeah, I, you know, I think Ohio State obviously had a chance for a – for a touchdown there that they fumbled in the end zone, though Purdue yeah. gets down to the one yard line. I think one of the Mike, one of the things that's been challenged is, is, is troubling is, is you got to, when you're trying to get a program and raise its, you know, whatever it is from a foundation, you got to, you got to handle the low hanging fruit. Well, and even missing field goals or not scoring points uh, at times where there was no, the game was not going to be in doubt, even if it was 20 to seven at the half, but still some disconcerting things that at least, if anything, kind of rankled the fans that were in the stands. Uh, yeah, you want to, you need to punch it in there. You need to, yeah. you need, <laughs> you, you, you need to score. You need to convert your field goals. But yeah, I mean, the game wouldn't have turned if Purdue would have scored there, but you give yourself some momentum. You give yourself uh, a chance to to get into the second half and, you know, maybe carve into it a little bit. And, you know, the night before, you know, Stanford came back from 29 points down. I'm <laughs> yeah. not saying that would have happened, but you just give yourself a chance. But the, the short yardage situations have been a season-long problem. And, you know, with the way that they're they're banged up on the offensive line, that plays a role. There's other things that play a role into it, uh, but that's that's an area that just hasn't, in my mind, just hasn't improved enough to give Purdue to make Purdue a strength in that area, and they've yeah. got to figure out ways to make that a strength if they're going to run the table in those four games they need to win to get to a bowl game. I know that's a big ask, but this they, they've got to to me they got to show something here in the second half of the season 
that they can handle short yardage situations from an offensive standpoint. It's going to be harder now that you you keep losing offensive linemen. Yeah. And again, that and again that plays a big role into this whole thing. But something something else needs to be done there, I think, to to kind of help this team get over that hump because it it has become a uh, an obstacle for them that they they haven't been able to overcome enough uh, to make it make it successful. You know, Tom, Moose's injury does not look good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, you lose two, you, two, you know, two of your best offensive, well, better offensive linemen, as I should say, or at least experienced ones. Um, and that, that may not get fixed in two weeks. Uh, it doesn't look like, uh, though it's hard to know for sure. But that, I mean, that, that part of it, offensive line play has been absolutely killer or, or critical. It is for any good football team. But uh, that's a thing that I just don't know. It's going to be tough to get that ready and ready to go, uh, even when you head to Lincoln. Yeah, you're right. We're not sure the total extent of Moose's injury. He was helped off the field by by two people. Didn't look good. Maybe the time off will help. Uh, so, of course, Marcus Bowe's already out for the season, right? Those are your two number one tackles. Purdue could be down a backup guard, Luke Griffin, who would start to play a bigger role on the right side. Um, Ryan talked about his injury a little bit. He thought it was going to be pretty serious. So he was a nice depth player for you. So it's been on and on with this line all year, right? Uh, Daniel Johnson's finally back. He's a tackle, which should help. But, yeah, it's been a struggle. The offensive line seems like it's always a struggle at Purdue, right? I mean, Mike, yeah. you've been around a long time. Allen, traditionally, it's just a – it's a hard position for, for most teams to to really get good at. And programs like Purdue that don't have that – that type of a of a tradition and style that lends itself to being brawlers in the trenches, you know, it's always it's always a challenge. And despite those offensive line issues, though, today, guys, impressive running by Devin Mockaby, right? 110 yards, 6.1 yards per carry, two games in a row. He had 20 carries for 89 yards last week. No fumbles, right? Yeah. Last two weeks. So Mockaby looks like Mockaby again, which is a good sign for Purdue. Yeah, I don't think there's any any doubt about that. That you got, you know, he's he's been a bright spot. Uh, you know, said in Ohio, what he had more yards than any Ohio State opponent this year. First guy to run. We have to remind Ohio State fans, which aren't a lot of them will be watching this uh, podcast, but it was the <laughs> first 100 yard guy since uh, since Donovan Edwards put I think 216 on him last year in the game of the loss to Michigan. But uh, Mike, you know, you, you you know, focus and and the ability to. You know, coaches have to find ways to adjust and find ways to make it happen. And I still, we still talk about this program and where it is. That it's trying to build that foundation, and you do that by playing hard all the time. Which I thought, at least from what I saw today, they were still playing hard. That wasn't an issue. But you also got to find a way to have enough success in that last those last five games to keep the fan base engaged and keep people believing that your program's moving the right way. I mean, how do you view that as, you, as the Boilermakers enter enter in to the last week of October, then in the November schedule? Yeah, I mean that's that's going to be the key. And the next game is it's not their season, but it's it it's, it's, it's 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 pretty close. It's pretty close yeah. as far as getting to a bowl and stuff like that. And now you get back to your level of competition with, with Nebraska. I mean, Nebraska hasn't been world beaters this year, but <laughs> Purdue and, and Nebraska is going to be shorthanded in some ways because injuries take their toll on every team. But Purdue is going to be in a situation where they're digging deep in the depth chart, especially on the offensive line and some other positions. 
Maybe you get Tyrone Tracy back um, in two weeks. Maybe you get some other guys back that have been banged up. Um, but yeah, they need to need to take a step forward here. I think you know one of the good things today was that Hudson Card made it through the game. Um, he was able to play. Now he gets a an extra week off to maybe heal up a little bit, and that should help. Uh, you got some other guys that 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 need to get back and and help this team. And you know the the what's in front of them is in front of them and they've got to take advantage of that when they go to Lincoln to, uh, to, to play Nebraska. Yeah. Tom, there are liars, damn liars and statisticians when you talk about a game like this, like, but maybe the other thing in that factor, I only three sacks today. Now that isn't great, but the fact that, uh, uh, you know, they went, they had about six last week against Iowa, but I thought Hudson Card did some good things. I know he had a, had a 41% completion percentage today. That's not, not what you need it to be, but I thought he threw the ball away a couple of times when he looked like, uh, you know, and even the times he was sacked, I didn't think he had a chance. I may be wrong on that one. You guys may disagree, but had a chance to throw it away. But again, you got to take baby steps. And I think Hudson Cards is a, is a very good quarter, can be a very good quarterback. Uh, he's just has got to continue to grow into that in a tough situation where he's got an offensive line that really can't protect him consistently. Yeah, very good Ohio State defense you saw today, too, obviously. Yeah. From front to back, one of the best defenses in America. Uh yeah, I thought he had a nice run there too as well. Uh, yes, he did. Um, Thirteen you know, yarder. Like you said uh, again, guys, the big plays are just not there. Yeah. Uh, no real plays downfield and in, in, in the run game or the pass game. It's such a. I know again, Ohio State's a very good defense, but those explosive plays you got to have them. They're just absent. Seems like on a weekly basis for for Purdue. So yeah, but again, like you said, down to your point, Hudson Card, I thought did play well. He said he felt. Pretty good this week after a, I think it was a challenge to get to the field last week at Iowa. So he can use his time off as well. And somebody else who, who Ryan Walters mentioned may be back is Ben Freehill. And we know the issues. Good. <laughs> we know the issues with field goals today, right? Oh, for three. And just it's just like you said, those field goals weren't going to make a difference, win or lose. But gosh, I mean, they just it's just deflating, right? And especially at the end of the half. And yeah, just, just deflating and you feel bad for 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 Macius. Uh Crockover came in. Shout out to Crockover. Kicked yeah. the PAT, then it's something go like this on his forehead. So again, they 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 got to get this kicking thing figured out. You yeah. know, they're three nine on the season and field goals as a team. Yeah. And uh yeah, again, Freehill, hopefully, uh, like I said, Raw Walters talked about him maybe being back as you know, guys, we know we know the make or break games here could come down to a field goal, right? In one of these games, so you got to be able to hit that field goal. And here we are halfway through the season, and the field goal kicking is still very much a question mark and very much a weakness. Yeah, this will be our last chance at, at grasping for straws on this Zoom cast, but I'll, <laughs> I'll grasp for another one. Mershawn Rice, Tom, you tweeted about that. You know, we had a Mershawn Rice, and I'm sure it felt okay. good for Mershawn being an Ohio kid. Uh, and having the, you know, Ohio State hasn't had many plays over 30 yards against him, right? And he had a 35-yard reception yeah. this week. Right. Mike, I know we're not going to put uh, Mershawn Rice into his uh, stepfather's, st uh, Jerry Rice's uh, words. <laughs> yeah, no, and I'm he's not a stepfather. I'm just kidding. But talk about that and just uh, the need for somebody, somebody to stretch the field uh, is uh, is absolutely going to be be critical. for. If, but I don't know how you're going to get it before the end of the season either. 
No, I mean, there's, you know, Marshawn's been hurt most of his career and it's been a, mm -hmm. a struggle for him. And, you know, he's got the, he's got the body type. Um, uh, he's got the he athleticism. He yeah. does. And not only does Purdue need somebody to stretch the field, they need somebody, they need a big body out there. And, yeah. you know, and that's something that this program has had the last few years, but doesn't have this year. Um, but, you know, maybe, maybe the bye week gives Marshawn a chance to, get more in the rotation a little bit. I mean, what it, it can't hurt yeah. to, to get him some more practice time, some more playing time. You don't, we don't know what you've seen status is going to be moving forward. Um, so it doesn't hurt to get him in there and see if he can handle it, see if he can do it. Um, and you, you are grasping a little bit at this point, just trying mm -hmm. to find some playmakers. So you know, see what see what happens. Give him giving give him an opportunity. If it and if he doesn't take advantage of it, then you know try to find somebody else that you can get the op opportunity to that can can make some plays because they just don't. As Tom said, they just don't they don't produce a lot of big plays, and you, mm -hmm. you find yourself having to grind things out. I mean, their only touchdown today came on a short field after a turnover, so mm -hmm. they're not they're not sustaining drives. They're not uh, being able to. You know, the more plays you run, the more mistakes that are going to happen. Yeah. So you, you need to get a big play every once in a while uh, to uh, to get on the scoreboard. And, you know, Purdue had a few of those early in the season, but they've they've, they've kind of disappeared now. Yeah, no question. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, we're, I know that Tom and, uh, and Mike in some fashion, too, will be evaluating the Boilermakers through seven games. I guess, Tom, the last quick question, and it's not a quick answer probably, but just – you know, you're two and five. Uh, we knew that we talked, uh, even though I think maybe all of us might have predicted another win or two in there, but where the Boilermakers are now is not shocking. I don't think no. it's not maybe they have not exceeded expectations. They haven't maybe met expectations, but uh, it's not surprising based on where you are that that uh, Purdue is two and five. But uh, again, uh, how do you look at that? And, and what can you see down the stretch uh, for Purdue as they enter in that last phase of the season? Yeah, we thought I thought maybe they'd be three and four. You know, September yeah. didn't, didn't go as expected. Syracuse, Fresno State in particular, those are. Yeah, he had to get one of those two games, you know. Syracuse is getting killed these days too, yeah, which isn't no. making that look any better. Yeah, so that 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 just sort of really hurts you uh, as far as Purdue's bowl hopes go. And like you said, Mike alluded to it. You know, they're they're, they're backed sort of into a corner here, right? Five games left, they still have to go to Ann Arbor. You know, that means you got to win your other four games. And at Nebraska, Minnesota, at Northwestern Indiana, I mean. When I say it, it doesn't sound too daunting. Yeah. Uh, not going to be easy one in Nebraska. Uh, no. none, none of these games. There'll be another dog in Nebraska, too. Yeah, right? well, you know, they're, in, they're off this week, and they play Northwestern at home, and then Purdue comes. So that, that's what Nebraska's looking at right now. You know, they're looking at the Purdue game as a win. You know that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, they uh, – you know, yeah, like I said, uh, I thought maybe Purdue would be three and four here Um. You know, I, I guess you know uh, it's 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 been a mixed bag all year. You know, we've seen the defensive bust, inability to stop quarterback runs. We've seen some shoddy play, I think, in the secondary, um, and then they've had a few injuries here or there. I mean, offensively, right, guys? I mean, today the passing game never really took flight. The injuries on the offensive line, the receivers, 
really struggled to get a lot of separation and make big plays. Um, you know, it's been a little bit of everything. And I guess, again, this is a program in transition, so it was all not a total shock. It's a very tough schedule as well. Uh, you know, it's we'll see. Like I said, it's it's going to be an interesting next five weeks after this buy-in. And we mentioned off the top here that Purdue can really circle the wagons here, reevaluate itself, maybe get some players back for, for this stretch run. All right, last word, Mike. Any other any words of wisdom? I, I know your eyebrows just raised because you <laughs> thought I was going to leave you off the hook here. But uh, tell me, I mean, give us something here in this last little bit. Not, not. I mean, I mean, it, the evaluation of where where things are. Is it as simple as what we've been talking about? You just got to see how they do in the last five games. Is that the way you look at it, or where are you? Yeah, I was hoping you wouldn't call on me again. Uh, <laughs> I, know, I don't know I'm what sorry. else I got to add. Other We're than, not paying you enough know, for this. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I'll agree with that. Uh, <laughs> I know you will. But you know, they just they, you know now's a time where you got to find some some parts, some pieces that to replace the people that are injured, and just kind of see what you have. It's not you know you're not in full evaluation mode for next year, but you've got to figure out. I mean, you've got to put an offensive line out there. You know, you've yeah. got to put five guys out there. I mean, you can't you can't go with four. You can't go with three. <laughs> You you can't you can't say Gene Gene Hackman and Hoosier say well that's my team out there and so yeah. I mean you've got to, you've got to have five out there and where do you go to get those five and how do you you've got to coach them up you've got to get them ready to go um, and you know and that's going to be that's going to be the challenge and the other part of it too you're you're still dealing with a young staff and what experiences do they draw on in a situation to 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 try to keep things together try to you know find the best combination and solutions you can uh in this situation so there's a lot of moving parts there's a lot of things that are going on a lot of still learning trial by fire type of things i think in this season which i has been i to me it's been a season-long thing where you know this was going to be a tough road to come together anyway because you had so many new faces out of the portal you had a brand new coaching staff um and it, at the end of the day it may not come together as people wanted or people hoped, but we've seen signs of it, but there's still, I think a lot more that needs to come together for this team to, to potentially win those, the, the four games that they need to win to get to a bowl. All right. Well said. And uh, guys, uh, we went over our 12 minutes, but uh, we appreciate your time <laughs> and uh, we'll, uh, we'll uh, look forward to more of the same after that uh, big game in Nebraska here in a couple of weeks, guys. Hey, thanks to all of you for watching and listening. And reminder, you can subscribe to this uh, outfit called goldenblack.com. We'll, we'll treat you nice if you do. Uh, we, please think, consider doing that as well. Some specials still going on for new subscribers. We appreciate uh, any consideration there. I want to also thank the Union Club Hotel, Boiler Up Bar, uh, and uh, and uh, the 811 Bistro, great places to hang out if you're a Purdue fan. So, uh, guys, have a great rest of your weekend and uh, a lot of good coverage still to come on goldenblack.com. And Brian Newbert, I will offer his wisdom after this game and also be talking about that sport called Purdue basketball, which may be a respite a little bit for uh, Purdue fans, at least during that bye week. So have a great week, everybody. Thanks again for watching and listening. We'll see you on our Saturday simulcast in a couple of weeks. Thank mm -hmm. you.